great. Well, in that case, maybe we can show up. Right. What? Show up. The, because the game's called The Show. Maybe we can uh, the show up. Yeah, that was a bad one. I get that. That was over my head. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. I'm going to stomp on that one. That'll Just be Just a bit outside. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Cobweb. We're talking about Cobweb. I pressured Eric to see this because it was all over TikTok for one day. Um, I don't know why it's called Cobweb. How about Simpsons Ripoff? Could be a good title. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This is a new generation of horror. We're going to talk about this. Eric, how the hell are you doing? We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. This is not to be confused with Cobweb, the 2023 South Korean film, or The Cobweb, the 1955 film. Um, apparently, it's a popular name. But I actually thought it was a remake of the of a Korean film. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, we're going back to J-horror, but now it's K-horror. Well, the apparently the Cobweb South Korean film, I've not watched it, but the wiki reads that it is about a director who is obsessed with remaking his own movie that was filmed, which was filmed in the 1970s. Ah. Um, and yet, that sounds sad and funny things that would happen while filming under such conditions. Either way, let's X out of that. Don't ever want to see it again. And uh, The Cobweb 1955, well, that's just definitely not going to be this. But, uh, no, yeah. Um, interesting names attached to it. Uh, Ralph the Bat. When the movie started, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Homelander." Yeah, right. That's Homelander's in this. We got this this girl that uh, I, I keep on forgetting her name. Um, oh, she well, she's the mom. Uh, but I've seen her in tons of stuff. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, she's now uh, playing opposite Joshua Jackson in the. Uh, Oh, shoot. Not Basic Instinct. Cruel Intent? No. What was the movie reviewed with Michael Douglas? Oh, hold Glenn on. Close? Apparently, I can only see the this Korean film now. Jeez. It, my, <laughs> <I> have... <laughs> what was her name? A Fatal Attraction! Fatal Attraction. There we go. Yes, there fatal go. Attraction. Um, this, is, this, this will determine how well you and I are really good friends or not. And I don't think you'll know this one. Do you know what my introduction of Lizzie Kaplan was? Party Down. It was a small TV show that lasted half a season and got and got booted by Fox in the early 2000s. It was called The Pits. <laughs> really? and I've uh, not heard of that. Called show. The, it was called The Pits. It was it lasted only six episodes. It's absolutely horrid. But the concept of the show is you got your normal suburban family, but everything that could go wrong does go wrong. <laughs> sure. It, it was. Like she, she's been a, a few projects projects before that, but her big claim is Mean Girls, right? Are we we can agree to that. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was excited to see her because she was she was the gothic friend in Mean Girls. Yeah, uh, and after that, she's been in obviously uh, a lot of other things. So to to show my hand because of she has been in a lot of these other things, I was never really a a fan of hers because I thought that she played the same character in basically all these movies that she was in. So I was going into this movie with a chip, really, already, but um, I'll give her props. She actually did pretty good in this movie. I was hoping that she would win me over. I wouldn't say that it's complete, but I think she did a pretty good job in, in this movie considering. And uh, so did 
the uh, Homelander, Anthony Starr. Yeah, I thought he did good too. He was what also he in what else was he in? Did we Mortal Kombat? Because he's going to be in Mortal Kombat now. No, he was in. I saw him in like he was a war. Oh, he was in uh, Covenant, the Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, okay. Or he, he played a contractor in uh, in Afghanistan, I think, and just he would play that. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Tough guy with beard, with a scruff mm-hmm. beard. That's, that's yeah. We've we seen do. that before. We've seen that a hundred times. Uh, so I'll just say that he's a professional beard. By the way, is that a thing to say? I I, I, yeah, I like his beard. <laughs> um. So how I got into this movie was like I said in the beginning. Uh, I'm just scrolling through TikTok, laying in bed one night, can't sleep, and. I don't know if you know TikTok's algorithm. I think you do. I, but I know what algorithm it, is, but I can tell you right now, right. I don't TikTok. Right. But I, I watched one horror thing, and now it just gives me a slew of horror, you know, 15-second clips. And it kept on repeating the ending scene of the bullies coming into the house and being attacked of this movie. Okay. And they split it up in like 10 scenes, like 10 clips, 15-second, 10 clips. I was like, this looks really interesting. So I was like – Movie where bullies enter house, you know, trying to figure out this movie Cobweb. And I was like, oh, this actually looks kind of interesting. And you and I are fans of horror. So I figured let's talk about where horror is. I think now where horror is. I have an idea where I think the grandfather of this new generation of horror is. I think you'll disagree. But uh, since we're big fans, where it was, where it was when we grew up and kind of where it's going now. Do you like where this new generation of horror is? But – I guess my question, I, I should say, is do you think that this movie falls into whatever category that we're going to make up of where horror is? I uh, Maybe a little bit both when we get back into it. I know that's a vague answer, but there's certain things I like about this movie and certain things I don't like about this movie. I think that, for one, it falls into, I was telling you earlier about this, into that same problem that a lot of these scary movies have nowadays where it cannot find an ending. It cannot find a way to really just kind of wrap it up and put a a cork in it. It always seems to be just a vague, open ending, you know, dun-dun-dun, and and then roll credits type. You don't often see it to where it's either um, even like Smile left off very very open for a sequel, right? Evil Dead right. Rise uh, was same thing. It very much sets up for another movie to happen, even though that movie can be self-contained. I would say very easily, but it still you know gives into into that. So what's left to focus on is the horror elements, the the camera work, and not necessarily the story so much because. Yeah, that like you said, that story we've heard that before. I, before I went Simpsons, I said people under the stairs. Yeah, which I think is what Pete was was what Simpsons ripped off, right? Essentially. Well, the idea of it, but that's still even a, a right. you know a story further than that. You know, it's been taken right. From, yeah. I like to like I don't know what to classify this because we had J horror, we had slasher, we had the late '90s, which is what we did in one of our retrospective series. I don't know what we classify this. People said elevated horror, but I think we've gone past that. I think this is another generation of horror past nah, elevated. This is monster movie, man. This is a monster movie. Okay, so I like to say that I think that The Godfather, and I wanted to have this argument with you because you're going to tell me I'm wrong, but I think The Godfather of monster, scary. Um, the horror that we're at now, as I'm going to argue, is it follows. Okay, I think I think it follows came out at a time when horror was dead, 
I think the first Conjuring came out maybe at that time, and that was about it. Like horror was dead. It was like a ten year gap where horror was nothing. And I would and, think that James yeah. Wan it got big because of the dry period that was in cinema for horror. I would say that, and like James Wan could be the godfather of it because with Saw and Dead Silence and his other movies that he's done with with horror, Conjuring. But I don't know, like It Follows was like one of that movies that was like, oh, this is there's something more going on. There's something else. And then I would also argue that uh, that the witch or the vich would be in that same category. Right? Well, yeah, because those movies encourage you, the viewer, to use your imagination. They're, it, same with, uh, I hate to bring, bring up what the Invisible Man, but right. the Invisible Man took very well from It Follows. Just a panned camera. Just you, the vision and the thought that something is going to be there, but you don't know where it is. And it brings an extra, it builds tension very well. And I think that that's a really a good thing that, that they do, what classic horror usually does. Like, if think Hitchcock, right? I mean, of, uh, um, what's her name, going up the stairs uh, for the birds, just dead silence. You know what's going to happen. You know what you're supposed to look for, but still it's it's right. that element of waiting for it to pop. Right. I, I enjoy those parts elements but um it to say like because you have to add to that too you know it's not just that there has to be different parts uh, um what do i mean by that or like the gore i guess you know the the air of danger as well too of not just unknown yeah. but knowing that whatever it is on the other side is not going to be good for you yeah i'm gonna call this z horror like, man, what I mean by that is not zombie horror, but like Z, like Generation Z. Or is this or is this M hoarder, right? Like generation like you know, like our generation, millennials. Like is this our generation making these films? Is there a is there a pamphlet for these horror genres that you that you have? You know what I'm talking about? Because we had the slasher films. We had the slasher films in the eighties, we had the nineties with screams, right? Then we had the J horror, right? The Japanese horror with the ring, ringu, all that stuff. And then we have elevated horror, right, where it makes you think like The Witch and blah, 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 blah. And now we have a movie like this. And I'm just kind of curious where it's fallen into. Um, I do want to talk about this movie, so let's talk about it. And I feel like – and I hope you're okay with this. Go ahead. I, I was sorry. Th I'm sorry. No, I was put this more of like a ghost than like a conjuring. This is like a bump in the night type of movie because that's what it is. A lot of it is in the bedroom. A lot of it's yeah. in that very vulnerable in your safe space as a kid, right? And it's being attacked, and he's building this relationship, and you get to see him go to school and and kind of how it, it affects his interaction with the the kids around him too, uh, which we need to talk about that, by the way. Yeah, we are. So I want to talk about this movie. So let's talk about it. And I feel like because of the ending. Uh, I think we should spoil the ending so we can kind of see how we got to this point. Do you agree? Oh, you mean just kind of, yeah, we're like, like well, how we're we talking get to about it. Hey, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we're talking about it. Let's talk about it. That should be your new thing. Hey, let's talk about it. Let's I have been, right. whenever you have been saying it, I have just been repeating it. I don't know if you've been catching it. But uh, we've been <laughs> doing it for a while. Joke? I don't. I don't Is know. That's your joke for about a couple of years. Like, let's talk about it. Let's it's, talk about it's it. It's been a slow burn, and burn. it's right now. If it's paying off, if it's tipping over right now, it feels good. Um, um I'm in it. Can I, uh, I'm going to segue to something that's very short and quick because it reminded me of this. Years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I was in an office at the job that I worked at, and I had a Michigan Wolverines clock above the computer on the wall. Right. Mm hmm. 
And every so often for months, people would walk by and go, like giggle. And I would never understand. Six months later, I came into work and the clock was right below, like right behind the monitor. Right? <laughs> okay. I'm like, why is the clock behind the monitor? And all these guys were like, for six months when you were in here, we would take the clock off the wall and move it down a half an inch. And you never noticed. Holy cow, they got you. Move it down. You dumb son of a gun, you. (laughs) So you saying that just made me think of it. All right, let's get into the cobwebs. So um, mom, dad, and I'm saying this because we're going to spoil the ending and then we're going to where the movie begins after that and kind of work our way. But mom, dad, this is the way I took from it, has a kid, has a girl, Sarah, and she comes out deformed. That's this is my way of taking it. She comes out deformed, a monster, if you will. They can't kill her because they don't have it in them to kill her. So they lock her in the basement. But then when she gets older, they dig a hole and put her into a a cage in a hole. And now she has escaped into the wall. So they locked her into the walls. And then after that, they have another son that's normal, quote unquote. Is that... Is, is is that what I'm reading? That's is? that's what I saw. Now I went into this completely cold. Okay. So off of a trailer that you sent me and and then that's it watching this. And I don't even think I watched all the trailer. But so I went in completely cold off of this. Automatically these two parents pissed me off because of yeah. course it's just like whoa, I should call this movie Red Flags. Because it's just <laughs> of how horrible these two people are and then it's like they're not even showing it. So this is where, again, my, my kind of dial turns in where I'm just like, oh, I don't like either of these two. But it wasn't until later on where I realized, like, oh, I, I get how they're acting. Then she's Lizzie Kaplan is, is playing a, this person who's like, you know, forcingly trying to put on this face that everything's OK, even though she knows that, like, it's about to snap at any minute. This uh, uh, Mark is his name, Anthony Starr, uh, Homelander guy. Uh I don't. He's kind of playing the same way, but it just seems odd to live in that house with a pumpkin patch. Uh, yeah, behind the house, right? Yeah, and everything just kind of about his behavior just kind of seemed weird. But I guess, uh, given the secret that they're keeping, it understand. It's especially because at this point, as we know them, uh, they're already hiding a death, right? Allegedly, right? So that death comes from. Another child that was a stillborn? A trick-or-treater, because this was a... No, wait, this was a week before Halloween. And um, they talked about how the year before, or something like that, or years before, excuse me, before before he was born. That's right. Yeah. Remember the dad's like, a few years before you were born. And it's like, what the hell? How old is this kid? Where did they find this kid? Uh, that a little girl was trick-or-treating, and then she went missing. Right, but was but later on, don't we find out that that's another child? Because they find a skull. It is another child because I was under the assumption that later on that we found out that Sarah, the locked away girl, killed that trick or treater, and so the parents ah, were covering it up. That's what you see. I took it as that Sarah killed a sibling. That this was done before. You know, that the sibling got Sarah to break out and the sibling didn't successfully kill the parents, of course. Oh, like, no. you know, I thought I thought that was a re- this was a repeat. No, I, I was under the exception. I don't I still think that this is the the daughter right? or like, I don't know why they would keep the parents would keep this 
person, if it wasn't their kid, it, it's like, not like just some creature that they found, and they're like, yeah, we got to hold on to this thing. It, yeah, so I want to ask, there's, do, Eric, there's so many questions with this, right? Because the spoiler is the kid, the boy, is talking to this little girl on the walls. We'll find out later, not so little girl. But how was the little girl surviving? How was she eating? Do the parents feed her? We don't know, right? Well, we'll assume that the parents are feeding her because we saw a shot of Carol, the mom, uh, walking out of the the uh, away from the uh, clock. So she was putting room. the food, putting the food in the okay behind the clock. Gotcha. There's a door back there. Which here's what I if this thing sarah is so agile maybe i don't know if i'm asking this wait until later. you're asking a little bit here because some spider walking yeah exactly if she's such a threat then then you tell me that she couldn't just take out carol like like boom like real quick it's just she seemed to take out everyone else just as easy you tell me you can't handle carol right right which defies a lot of the laws of physics um so we know the ending was spoiled it so let's go back to it um, the mom's fine. The dad's fine. No problems. Uh, immediately what takes me out of this movie, uh, is this boy. Uh, this, this, this kid was so hard trying to dial into the kid with let me in Peter. So hard. I hate this kid. Yeah. Yeah. This kid pisses me off more than child's play kid. <laughs> like this kid is bad. And you know what I'm talking about with like, with like, let me in or let the right one in. Right well, I, with that vampire movie, it's, it's it. kind of like this doe eye. Um, yeah, it's like this Tim Burnany kid, and it's like, oh, he's going to school and he's being bullied. Bullies aren't like this, especially in twenty three, right? I'm assuming this is modern day. I mean, like, you can't say that for sure, but uh, do you know who that bully just, was, by the way? Uh, the kid. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, he has a famous family. Is he a is he a Culkin? He's a Busey. Oh my God, Luke is, Busey. Is this Starship Trooper Gary Busey's son's son? Uh, I, let me take a look here. I see. I, how did you know the credits? The, uh, it, uh, family bio here. Impractical Jokers. Family life, he's the son of actor Gary Busey. What? His brother Jake Busey is also an actor. Isn't Jake Busey in Starship Troopers? Yes, Jake Jake Busey is Starship Troopers, yes. He's That's he's Gary brother. Busey. He's Gary Busey's son? That's right. Gary Busey's like eighty. This yeah. kid's like ten. Yeah, let's uh, Gary Busey is seventy nine years old. <laughs> yeah. This kid's thirteen. Ooh. All right. All right, Gary. All right, Gary. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's okay. Let's 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 watch this kid. This kid has a famous family. He could be something in the future. Is that really true? Man, this kid's thirteen. He's got to be the son of. Hold on. Let me let me, double, let me fact check that because. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say if this is Gary Busey's kid, geez. If it is, uh, then that's amazing. This movie's already a large because of that. <laughs> it, it, he's definitely related to the Busey. I'm just trying to find out where, because uh, that was from like a pop culture website here, and we were getting sidetracked. Either way, I thought he was pretty good. He was a, played a great bully. Oh, he played an amazing bully. He played a very great '80s stereotypical bully. 
that clearly should not be getting away with these illegal acts that he gets away with. Oh, my God. Um, I also hate what Miss Divine. Sure, yeah. Who, who the hell is she? She's a substitute teacher that just sniffs her nose into the parents' business. Gina was going nuts because that's what Gina does for a living. So it's like she was like, oh, you better not go inside those house, girl. <laughs> I just yeah oh she was uh, she played kind of a oh my god the, yeah it I think that is it's Gary Busey's son good for you Gary Busey good for you all right, all uh, right. Uh, but yeah she she just kind of like what is she doing getting so invested in this I understand that there's an alarm for uh, you know uh, a troubled kid with or a kid with a broken home you know just very much drawing a picture like that. If any teacher saw that that picture of a kid drawing dark everywhere in a bed, and then you help, know, help me. me, yeah, like that's that's a that's pretty cause for alarm. Yeah, exactly. But now, so but call yeah. somebody then. Yeah, you don't go to the house. Yeah, she's in a she's a, a a substitute teacher, and like this is like their second day or first day or something. Jesus, like, lady, for she didn't call the cops ever, and. Uh, no cops are all in this movie. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. And this movie's like, don't breathe, like cops don't exist. So it's like, God, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> so little Tim Burton kid is dark and mysterious bear. Now, I mean, right when the movie starts, though, right? Isn't he already talking to the sister, or is it hasn't started yet? No, they start the knocking, which is a, a good sequence. This this whole kind of. Knocking thing, knocking yeah. through communication—that's it's creepy. And reminded me of the clapping game from Conjuring. Yeah, I think this is what that that movie does well. He's, that kid's got a big room, and there's a lot of echo, a lot of noise that goes through it, and it uh, it, it works. The effects work in this movie, but yeah, again, the effects work. This is a newer family staying in a very old house with very old technology. Yeah, why not make this an 80s film? Uh, I mean, with I think that's actually damning the movie, to be honest with you. Good call. If this was, yeah, a dated movie set for a different time, I think that would have played a little bit better. But, yeah, there was a moment where I had to question it. Like, what? when is this? Hit? What movie or what year is this? And then I saw uh, the substitute teacher whip out a cell phone, Miss Divine, uh, whip out her iPhone. And that's when I was like, oh, that's that's silly. Also, this thing in movies where somebody has their phone on them and one, they don't use the flashlight on the phone or two, they never call the authorities on the phone. Never. It's in your hand. They never call 911, three numbers. I understand I'm being blah about this, but then the other big thing about it is when they fall down and the phone goes mildly out of reach and they just leave it there right which is funny because look what's on my wrist right now i have an apple watch again i'm an apple whore i, I mean like if i lose my phone i can just press the crown for like three seconds and it dials sos yeah. like yeah, you I can't mean, but, tell me that that's a lifeline you're telling me that anyone in that situation is not going to grab that especially it's on your way you have to walk over it you have to walk past it and she doesn't pick it up it's frustrating. That that bothered me, and that's why I think movies like this had a problem wrapping it up. And you have to make so much stuff happen 
to make it be like, oh well, and she and she can't because she left her phone in the thing. Just like, oh god. Yeah. I mean, like, if if you're gonna make it in modern day, it has to be in mo- it has to be in modern day that's believable, and they have to have reasons for X to happen in modern day. You can't just say it's modern day and we're not gonna have. Apple Watches or iPhones, if you will, um, to call. Because, Eric, I'm sorry, but if you and I break into a house and you get your head decapitated, I'm trying to go for my phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, to film it for Come the gram? Yeah, no, just like, nice. No, just, just to call the proper <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, for your TikTok. Yeah, that's right. You're on the TikTok, and this is what you... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. And I, I the same, you know, to call somebody... To say, hey, you got to check this out. You don't even know what's happening to Jordan right now. He's getting killed. <laughs> and anyway, where were we on this? <laughs> You'll edit through this. I know. I know. I forgot where we where we were though. Oh, we we're talking. Were we talking about Luke Busey, the bully? Yes. Thank you. Um, so you'll know my struggle. You'll know that eventually. Eventually I will. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll know what just happened. You're looking at uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should just do a clap here real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Riley came in and she's like, dad, I've been coughing. <laughs> I completely okay. forgot where we were though. Yeah. No, it's all right. Um, I got you. Just, just, just keep it all in one clip. I got it. Okay. All right. Three, two. So what I'm trying to say is overall, I just don't like how we're going to have modern time. This movie would have been great in the early mid eighties. I think that would have been so much easier uh, to kind of give into the world of it. Uh, what I don't like ultimately though, besides the son is I don't like the parents because it's like these people both collectively said, hey, honey, you gave birth to a monster, so let's put it in a cage. Like, it makes me mad. Like, I mean, there has to be a reason, right? At least in Batman Returns, they saw the baby eat the cat. I just feel weird because, you know, how how old is, how old is the thing? How old is Sarah? I don't know, right? I mean, like, her hair is as long as a house. Uh, Well, I'm going to say she's a grown adult, right? She looks it because these people have got to be our age, right? Like we're assuming that they're the parents are probably that, yeah, yeah, like very late thirties, early forties. But it's like she she's probably pushing eighteen because she has that sweet innocent girl voice in the wall. But then when but then when everything turns, she has like that deep like I'm a monster voice. Well, she is very. You get to see her face, right? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Let's so what's yeah, was the movie dark for you? Yes. Because I couldn't really see. It just looked it just looked like she had a Joker smile. Yeah. She's, or was it literally ear to ear? Literally. Yeah, it was like a lizard. I don't know. Like a, uh, Yeah, it was a monster. Big eyes, big mouth with fangs. Okay. All right. Uh, because I was, I was thinking, is that a Joker face or is that the witches from, uh, I think, the movie The Witches, right, that we reviewed? <laughs> see, like the, the bear trap kind of mouth, you know? Okay. All right. That, that makes sense. So again, though, we're, Jaws we're, we're from Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. So one more time, Par- mom gives birth to lizard monster. They're appalled. 
so they lock her in a basement? Like, I mean, like, that's what makes me mad. Like, why did they lock her into a basement? I, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it makes me really mad. Like, I mean, like, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to make these parents jerks, okay, well, give me a reason why they're jerks. Did they, was this a baby, an oops baby? Uh, I don't know. Give me, I mean, that would have been better. It's like, oh, she was an oops. We didn't want her. You know what? Sorry. This would be setting you up for the prequel here. Yeah, it could very well be that they had this. They had Sarah, and they tried to love her, but then Sarah was just evil by nature, probably. And they is that to, what it is? I, I mean, I'm assuming this is seems to be oh. already. You're like it seems almost like writing itself, where right. they had to contain her because then some people started missing. People's pets started missing, and then. You know, a kid went missing. Oh, we're gonna lock her up, and then this happened. Yeah. So that's I, who, not, who knows? That's not good. That's, that, that's bad. That could be a, a whole story. lot. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. That could be a whole bunch of that, and then I don't know if one day they, uh, I don't know, decide to have Peter. Yeah. So um, they have Peter. Everything's going well. So. Kudos to Sarah. I actually dig Sarah in this movie because um, she waits to a certain point, right? She waits probably 10 years, right? How old is Peter? 10? Uh, she waits 10 years in the walls, I'm assuming, for him to reach a certain age to, for her to attack. She plays this sweet, innocent game of mom and dad are evil. I'm actually your sister. She's not lying. Technically, this girl's not lying. She's, she's doing like, a good job, man. She's she doing good. Yeah, she has this sweet, innocent voice. She's like, mom and dad are evil. They locked me in this in, in the walls here. They locked me in the basement. You know, mom and dad are bad people, and mom and dad act weird. They have the same bathroom from The Shining, as I texted you. Yeah. Oh, and she tells him to stick up for himself, too, She to stick up uh, against Brian, against the bully, and, right. which he does in uh, kind of a weird fashion there, right? He pushes him down some steps. Breaks his he leg. Breaks his leg. And that kid is doing like like that little kid scream where ah, it's like this. Oh god. Ah. It was a it was amazing to see that, right? Because how many times have people been bullied in their lives where like they have that fantasy, right? Of just like, oh, I'm gonna get you good, right? You know? You know, just like you're gonna teach you. I'm not saying I have those issues. Yo, that's messed up that later on though, that Brian takes gets his cousins in a van to go there to to I would imagine, you know, not let them live. Okay, yeah, so let's talk about the ending, right? Because that's a big chunk of this movie, which I will I'll give the movie praise on this too. Hold, great hold, hour and a half. Hold on, we should build up on the relationship a bit more before we get into the, end, we will, the ending. We will, but great hour and a half. Sure, yes. Perfect, uh, right? Well, it like, felt like, like it was a little bit longer. It felt like it was running a little over, but yeah. See, uh, I did it. I thought the movie was fast. An hour and a half was perfect. I think it was just because I was left hanging with some questions. Like, we have a lot right? of questions. Just like, what the heck is going on? And I'm waiting for answers, and I never got any. So maybe that's why I felt it. But yeah, um, it was, yeah, runtime's always yeah. good. I always approve of that. All right, so we're going off of the relationship with, what, Sarah and Peter? Yeah, they build up a, a little bit how she kind of deceives him, right? Very well. I mean, she played it good. Yeah, I mean, technically, she's not a liar, right? She's she's spinning her web. Ah, nice. You deserve a beer for that. Yeah, cobweb web. Good job. 
Um, no, I, I mean, I, I don't believe her story because, okay, 10 year old kid. If I was a 10 year old kid and somebody says they're my sister and they're living in the walls, I don't know if I believe you, right? I think this kid's too gullible. Well, at the same part, he knows that his, his parents are messed up, man. Like he, like he knows that his life is not right. His parents are really weird. He gets locked in the basement. Yeah, so I want to talk about that. So Sarah was locked in the basement. Then they locked her in the pit, uh, this cage pit a la uh, Buffalo Bill style. Yeah. But then but then they locked her in the walls so she can't have access to the basement now? I, I'm i assuming that she had to do probably like a cage or something in the attic or some sort of spot in the attic that she said that she escaped from. Ah, so she was never in the walls then uh, until she escaped. Yeah. So she I, went from the basement to the cage to a cage up in the attic. Yeah, because what I, I think, because remember when Carol finds out, she kind of traces or follows the path almost that Sarah would take to get to Peter's room. And she leads it back to her place, to her room, excuse me, uh, which is just across the hall. And she freaks out because she's like, then she pieces it together like, oh my, oh my God, Sarah's has been escaping and talking through to Peter through the wall. Right. What was with the nightmare parents freaking out scare scene just to scare us? Was that just because of a nightmare scene or that has nothing to do with anything, right? That was just him and his psyche, Peter freaking him out, right? You know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, that nightmare was actually pretty creepy, but then it again, was a good night. that just plays with the, you know, the hall, dark hallway scenes, which is always fun. They did right, a, a right. really good job with that. I think that it's just Peter just having hallucinations, knowing that, again, something is wrong in the house, but uh, he doesn't know what. Until Sarah can finally convinces him, hey, we're going to slip rat poison in mom and dad's oh, that's great gruel. Scene. That was gruel, essentially, that they're eating. Uh, Eric, you're a big horror fan like me. Uh, would, this, would this scene bring you back to Psycho for the beginning? Wow, what the hell? No. Uh, no? I, I can't... Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I can't help but always think... It, it, this has always been ruined by South Park for me. Oh, yeah, Scott Tenderman. Yeah, but that's yeah. Uh, that's obviously not rat poison. That's his What parents. is that, Mr. and Mrs. Tenderman chili? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your tears taste so good, Scott. Uh, no, yeah, that's good, uh, but no, no. when... Yeah. But yeah, poison the parents is is poisoning the parents is definitely cycle for an unrated gem, I would say. Look it out one time. Uh, by the way, so we're going to put rat poison in mom and dad's soup. That's not soup. Even my wife pointed out she was like, "That's not soup. That's like that's like that's thicker than gravy." I just called it gray. It was gruel. Like You're eating gray. Okay, so at this point, right right before they eat the gruel. Um, where's mom and dad's head at at this point? Like, does mom and dad, like, why is it, why isn't mom and dad luring Sarah out to kill her? I mean, obviously mom knows that Sarah's escaping. I don't know if they have, like, and this is where I question it too. Like, why do they have control of her? Like, I don't understand what's, what's, what's happening. Like they, 
it's those it, are questions to ask, Eric. Yeah, you're right. You're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, so also, what accent was she trying to do, Carol? I don't understand. Outrageous, atrocious, or whatever she was exclaiming. Nordic. Yeah, she was uh, trying to go for something. I'm not too sure. I don't know if, if she's supposed to go to New England. I don't know. It looks like New England town. Yeah, it does seem a bit of a kind of a haunted vibe up there in the witch town area. Right. No, I just, it's, yeah. Do the parents not have control, right? Because you said that she, that Sarah lives in a cage, allegedly, up in the attic. So if she lives up in the cage, well, why is mom giving her food through the wall behind the clock? Like, do, or, or does she not live in a cage? And they literally just are like, oh, screw it. She lives in the walls. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't understand either because, again, I would think that Sarah would not have needed to wait for Peter to kill the parents before doing it herself. Clearly, she could have. Yeah. I mean, she could have done this anytime. She could have done what they were sleeping. Yeah. It seemed very much in her ability to do all that. And also, it seemed very much in her ability to bust through Peter's wall, as we saw Miss Divine basically just, I don't know, fart in its wallpaper's direction and in in bust through a whole wall there in, yeah. in seconds. Seconds yeah. tears yeah. it down. I love these. A I beast. love these horror movies. Like, uh, wife and I are watching the last season of Walking Dead again. I think I said that before. And there was a scene in Walking Dead where they go to this old farmhouse and full human bodies are walking through the walls. You know what I mean? With like yeah. no insulation. And I'm like, okay, those probably exist, but I doubt to this extent. You know what I mean? Like full human bodies walking through walls. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it, because in the earlier scene of this movie, it showed Peter throwing or rolling a ball through the wall, and it seemed very much like it was a very thick, solid wall there. Right. It, it, that it was not just suddenly now bare planks, no insulation with a thin wallpaper over it the, that's also 80 years old and rotted. Do you uh, think that Sarah yeah. was Andy dufresne it, like every once in a while was chiseling at <laughs> You know, has a poster up. You know. Yes, exactly. It was the long uh, con, and she's been she's been doing it. And this one. Uh, also, that that hair, although a great effect, it seems like it would have been stupid. Uh, yeah, like in the way. It's yeah, that a, that's hair. A lot of hair, man. Yeah, that. Yeah, clearly, like you know, like her hair's never been cut. She's never been taken well, care of. It, but the like, reason why it, I I take a, a bother to it is because it was her downfall. Literally and figuratively. It, technically. Yeah, technically. Yeah, good job. It, yeah. He pulled her hair, this extremely long hair that she has, which, by the way, no one ever did throughout this. That's her weakness. You could have just pulled her hair. That's her weakness this entire flipping time. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, okay, let's get it. Whoa! Go ahead. No, no. I just, I just realized you that that look. was the monster's weakness. What? She threw some hair, hair. pulling. She went, ah, oh, it went down into the hole. Yeah, how how strong is the hair to be climbing? Okay, let's get into it, right? So let's get into like the last thirty let's minutes. So, the, so, um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Busey Junior here, uh, Junior Junior, you like that? Yeah. Uh, shows up with the cast and his cousins. They're bullies. What is their what is their goal? Is their goal to come to a parent's house? I'm sorry. Let me collect my thoughts here. Kid 
breaks his leg because he's bullying another kid. So he goes home and says to his cousins, they don't say this in the movie, I'm just trying to see for the story. Hey, this kid pushed me down the stairs or whatever happened. So we're going to put on mask and kill him and his parents? Like that's the, why not just TP the house? Uh, why not throw rotten eggs at the door? Why not put poop in a bag and get, light it on fire? Like why is the first instinct like that's me assuming that this that this kid is bringing his cousins to kill. Yeah. No. Right? Or, or or am I wrong? Because cause when they break in the house, they start just like destroying stuff. So it was so is their thing to vandalize. I mean what do you think? maybe to vandalize or just break stuff, but you know, the kid's old enough to drive there, so I I mean, we're talking felony territory there, right? Like I just like wow. Your that's, first reaction is to kill. Double digit numbers in the in the can. Like right. that's, that. That's a lot uh, of what he what they're doing. Even in with breaking in and doing all that vandalism, right? That's that's a, a lot. Even if that was the minimum, like the, what at least they were gonna do. But uh, right. whatever. I guess they uh, died for it. So everything works out at the end. Well, speaking of the movie the scene that i actually will youtube again yes i will youtube a scene in this movie and that is where they're eating dinner the mom and dad and the son and the dad's just like did you do something to the gruel and she's like i added salt i don't know it kind of reminded me of mr mr smith you know yeah and he, he's just like eating the gruel eating the gruel the parents are eating this this gelatinous soup thing not even paying mom is scarfing it down literally and all of a sudden, the dad realizes little Timmy here, Peter, hasn't touched his damn bowl. Yep. That's a cool moment. I do like that moment. I, I, I have paused for ambience. Yeah. Like, that was cool. I like that moment. It was good. And he realized it, it tasted like cinnamon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah. Um, the reason why I like the moment, the reason why I'm hyping it up is just because, like, that is. That, that's a very real world fear, right? I mean, I mean, that could happen. It's like, you know, you're not paying attention. You're eating with your spouse. All of a sudden, your kid's not eating the same thing you're eating. And he's kind of just like, you know, like, that's kind of cool. Like, I like that fear. And then. Is that a fear for you said, that your kid's going to poison you one day? One day. No, I just, I just think that that's very <laughs> kind of like built in realism with this world. But um, again, this movie's very dark, and I don't mean dark by scary. I mean like like the lighting was bad. Was he vomiting blood when the rat poison was revealed, or was it black sludge? Yeah, it's just some black, some ick. That that didn't make sense. The the, the black sludge. I don't know why you would vomit black sludge with rat poison. You would just vomit, vomit. Uh, maybe it was the soup. The the soup's real color, yeah. yeah. Love the vomiting scene. I thought it was great. Uh, it reminds me of all vomiting, ex ridiculous jokes. You know, Team America, World Police comes to mind, Scare Movie 2. You know, Ooh. just absolutely craziness. And then the mom, right? Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie tears it up, dude. Like, she sees her husband vomiting his guts out. He's dead. And then she grabs a butcher knife and starts chasing after Peter up the stairs, right? Like Norma Bates style, Blah! right? This really cool scene. And uh, she rolls down the stairs, something like that. She gets stabbed by, by her knife. And her last words is, don't let her out. Don't so, let her out. So now here comes the point. 
are we to say now that if Peter never let her out, all this would have been avoided? There's no way she could escape that thin paper wall that Mr. Vine knocks down later. Would have been saved. I yeah, that's that's where I'll call you know flag on that play. I I guess for sure. I did like that element though. I really did like that when she said that. Like, geez, those are her last words. It's like, ooh, that 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 means something. That yeah. means that there's there's like, oh, this is maybe you shouldn't let her out. And that's, right. That's when I'm suddenly on the parent's side. I was right. actually on her side a, a little bit more. I think maybe when Miss Divine came by, maybe the second time because she really did seem, or no, maybe it was uh when she let Peter out of the basement because she baked him pumpkin cupcakes and she seemed really happy that the way she acted there, I thought was, uh, was really good because she seemed again, very like uh, excited that he got to come up again because she didn't want to put him down there in the first place, but she knows that, uh, you know, well, their life kind of sucks right now and that it's on, that they're on edge. This is where, again, uh, if anything were to get a prequel, it probably would be this movie just to kind of explain uh, what the heck, how they got there. Uh, but uh, she played, again, someone with something to hide very well. I have an idea. Just move. If she's locked in the walls and she can't get away, just abandon the house and move away. Uh, yeah. There's Listen, there's a lot of things that, that could have happened. Right. So the bullies show up, the cousins show up, they start vandalizing the house, and uh, Peter else. does house <laughs> as is. House as is, uh, I wonder if they'll find a coffee can in the in the attic. Don't know. Um, don't. You know what the next guy is. Um, <laughs> so Peter does not listen to his mom's dying words. I think the movie's trying to make us believe in Sarah. Where obviously, if you're a smart movie watcher, you know that Sarah's evil, right? But you know, I think the movie's trying to make us believe that she's. Sincere. Uh, Peter gets the key, opens up uh, the door behind the grandfather clock, and then boom, this movie completely turns to some kind of realism to Lind like Linda Blair spider walking everywhere, climbing on walls. This girl has superpowers. Like Sarah's like, like a beast. She's a monster. This is crazy. This is crazy. Was yeah. this movie trying to make us believe that she could do these things? At first, I didn't know what was going on. The hair was great. The guys were being decapitated left and right. Great scare with the bully. They got his leg broken. He's 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 in the living room. He's on his back. He's kind of scared. Not hitting what's back going of the on. Head man. Ooh. And all of a sudden, the hair comes down over him. Right. Great scare. These are the scenes. These are the scenes that were on TikTok that made me go, "Oh, this is something." Right. I think they were pretty uh, good kills. Very good kills. Uh, until you actually see Sarah. And watch her move, and I'm like, "Wow, that is terrible CG." Yeah, really, really bad. Do you think Sarah would kill Peter? Yeah, she's jealous of Peter, right? She, uh, he has the life that she never had, right? Yeah, do you, but uh, I don't know. It seems like she's very vengeful. It seems like she could have had opportunity. Yeah, but she, he also let her out. Like he, they're also family. I. I wonder if there's a thing where I, I I think she if she wanted to kill him I think she could have. Do you think that she would have locked him in the walls and she would just sit there and eat gruel and watch you know Sports Center? 
Seems good. Yeah, that's a fair trade. Yeah, you know, I'll like, lock you in the wall while I go get bullied in school. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure. No, no, out. I, I get it. But yeah, the, like, yeah that, that actually was more believable, Jordan. That she probably wanted him alive so she could lock him in the pit or in the attic. Well, yeah, well, somebody that crazy, right? You, I am jealous of you because you have the life that I feel that I deserve. So I'm going to make you suffer like I did because I want your life. Oh, she threw him in the pit, right? Uh, she threw him in the pit. Yeah, yeah she throws him in the pit. Miss Divine comes. Um, and then uh, Miss Divine and her get into a scuffle. And then her hair is in the pit. So then he climbs her hair. Um, to get out and locks her in the pit, and this is the end of the movie. Like this is where I'm pissed, right? So, like, I'm I'm going with the flow, going with the movie. It's a you know Friday night date movie at this point. But then I had to look it up on Wikipedia. So Sarah has a monologue when they lock her back in the pit, and mm-hmm. not word for word paraphrasing, but like she's like, "I'm going to escape at some point. At some point, I'm." going to find you. I'm going to be everywhere that you are going to be. I will be there. And then while she's doing this monologue, we're seeing scenes of Peter in another room and he sees like hair on the stairs or hair in his bed. And then she shows up and then credits. And I'm like, what did that happen? So then I, so then I wiki it. And the last paragraph of wiki is some months later, it is uh, Miss Divine has adopted Peter, and he gets attacked in his new bedroom at Miss Divine's house. Wow, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I uh, did you get that? No, not from that ending. No, I did not. I I didn't. I did not. Would have not pieced that together. So like, okay, because that ending's weird, right? So just bear with me, please. I thought so right she was here. just saying it. No, no, no. I I believe you completely, and I, I understand completely what you're what you're saying. It's just one of those where, right? Just like why, why, why wrap it up? You you could have right. taken another five minutes to to kind of show that scene of them living. You know, take a breather. You know, oh okay, the, the danger's over. You know, and then fade to black. Text two months later, five months later, six months later, and you, where you're in the bedroom of Miss Divine's house, and she's like, "All right, Peter, you know, good night, you know, good night, Miss Divine, you know, hey, uh, thanks again." And he's smiling, you know, he's actually happy, stuff like that. Okay, you know, blah blah. blah. And then she leaves, and then, you know, there's he, the hair or somewhere, or the knock or something, you know, or a oh, a knock would have been great. Good job, Eric. Yeah, like a yeah, that'd have been better. Yeah, uh, any anything yeah. or yeah, like a hair, like the shadow of like a figure, something. But um, yeah. just to have this monologue and then fade out kind of was weird. Also, I don't understand why they highlighted the scene of Miss Divine and Peter saving the spider if that didn't come back to anything. I of saving. Uh, no, never mind. I lost it. <laughs> I did. No, because, dude, like, because you're right. You said at the beginning of this episode, like, like they don't know how to do an ending, just like a Stephen King run, right? Like, you just wrote a better ending, a very cliche, stereotypical ending that we've seen a hundred times before, but at least that was a solid ending. Uh, according to Wiki, he's in Miss Divine's house. She has adopted him. Where's that scene? We haven't even seen Miss Divine. Again, I want to paint a picture for the audience. Villain monster gets locked in the basement in a cage. She says a monologue, Divine and Peter hug. And then it cuts to scenes of him in a room. 
Like we don't see Mr. Vine, nothing. I thought yeah. he was in his old room still yeah. of his house. It was just like little little flashy, scary scenes of her being like, oh, I'm going to see you. And just like what it would look like being haunted by her. Maybe because also now, now, now I'm asking for a lot more, right? Now I'm asking, okay, so this is probably months later. How did Miss Divine get uh, adopted for this kid? Are you going to tell the cops, hey, all this death and destruction that's in this house, girl living in the walls. Or yeah. girl, girls in the basement, nobody goes. I mean, they don't call the cops. Is she legally adopting him? I don't know. Her name's Divine. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, it, it doesn't make sense right. to me, uh, which, which, which left a very, very bad taste in my mouth. So I guess we'll go into Pacorini for that, right? Yeah. Um, small bag for me. It's okay. It's not a medium. It's not a large. It's not a no bag. Um, it's, it's okay. I think if I was 10 years younger and I was dating a girl, this would have been a perfect Friday night date movie because you're in a big theater. You have the big surround sound. The noises would have done something for you, right? The surround sound would have done like the bump of the night with the knocking. Um, so I think that's where this movie will find success is in a theater. Um, at home on YouTube for seven bucks, not worth it. Um, the acting was fine. I just hated Peter. He was too cliche, too Tim Burdeny kid. Um, I like the mom and dad for what they were, uh, but also it's kind of like, oh, we're made to like people who locked their child in the walls. So I can't like them, right? They're jerks. So them vomiting their guts up is what they deserve, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, cool, uh, cool kill scenes, right? With the decapitations and everything. She has these long nails. She's climbing over everything. Looks cool. Great visual. Um, I think this movie is all about style and ending and not about execution. I feel that somebody came up with the ending first and kind of tiptoed, uh, throughout. Uh, so overall a small bag for me, uh, check it out. If you like horror, it's better than Megan. Which I'm um, Megan was was bad, in my opinion. I don't know if you liked it as much. I, I didn't like it. So, but it's better than that, I think. So, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Cobweb? I'm gonna go the same. Everything that that you had said, I I would repeat. I mean, well said. It, it was enjoyable to for what it was, but I didn't expect much, and I got what I expected. Which was not, which was not much. That's really not often that it gets that. But we've talked about how horror movies are kind of in this roller coaster right now, where if it's up, it's up. But when it's down, boy, is it down. This movie had moments where it worked. I listen. I love me a ghost movie. I love me a bump in the night. Those things are the best. They if, ever since I was a kid, those there's always been the, the oh that chill of the unknown. I always loved it, and. This movie did did a good job with all that, but there was too many questions for me to be like so you know just like like so many red flags. I'll say it again in this movie for it to be in that real area where it's right. just like well like this is I'm so removed from it being any sort of reality, and because of that it gets silly now when I know that well now we uh, are in this magical world in this house where everything is 1970 and there's a spider woman living in the attic 
and yeah, there's only a landline here, and um, and that's it, you know, and a ball, and Peter gets a ball to play with. And, is that the metaphor? Because you asked, why did him and Miss Divine save the spider? Because Sarah's a spider woman, and this is the one creature they could save. You know, I, you probably could find some sort of meaning in there. I think you just did. <laughs> I pulled that out of nothing. Yeah, exactly. You you spun that. You you. Yeah, I already used that that yeah, part. Damn it! <laughs> use that one. I mean, small bag, right? I it's mean, you I, I, again. Yeah, it's small bag. Yeah, I'm not gonna like completely recommend this to somebody. Like this is like a Saturday night little date movie to just to kind of watch. It is a little messed up. It is a little bit of gory, which was which is fun. A nice little you know uh, kind of uh, thrill right at the end there, but. I don't, I don't, that's just that's just kind of it, you know. That's just it, the elements were fine, but I think there's just better horror movies out there. If you wanted to, if you wanted to sit down and, and get like another horror movie, this would not be my first three that I would oh, give yeah. you. First ten, I think that could be new category for movie guys' pockets. Well, I mean, in like, re, in like recent, you know, if someone were to say, "Give me a recent horror movie," it's just like, well, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't recommend you this one off the bat. No, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, they had some some moments, but um, the other moments where it didn't work, I think, uh, overshadowed the other. So small. Yeah, small. Yeah, uh, movies movies are small. Um, I was hoping there would be more to it, but we've seen this before. So um, I think the horror train's going to continue uh, as the months go on. Right? We got a few more horror films in our in our clip ready to go i'm excited for a few well i think we're we're getting into parody a bit again right like renfield cocaine bear cocaine yeah, you shark can i get can i say something about cocaine bear um cocaine bear is now available like on streaming platforms right so it's available on our fire stick on the main screen and every time it goes through that little like spin wheel thing on the top the carousel mm-hmm. my wife goes cocaine bear and i do the same thing cocaine bear and the movie's so terrible uh, you and I, you and I trash that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like we could have a new category this year. We've viewed a lot of horror films this year. Uh, Knock at the Cabin would be one. We yeah. hated that film. Yeah, based off of that, we could. I mean, Insidious Red Door came out. We could always do that one. I don't know what that is. Oh, Insidious. Yes, Insidious Red Door. I've not seen that yet. I want to check that one out. I haven't seen any of them. I think there's uh, is the Nun two. I think is coming out right. There's. We have not reviewed the first nun, so Pooh, I don't. Blood and Honey. Oh, that's actually real. Uh, I we saw Scream Six. Uh, five night, Five Nights at Freddy's, or whatever's coming out this year. Yeah, see, there's a. We'll wait till October, right? Is uh, yeah. all the scary movies are coming out. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, but like always, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Check us out at Movie Guys Podcast at Podbean.com. But, like I've always said, we know that you're listening to us on your phone or to your iPad or your tablet. So, wherever you get your podcast from, we are on. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. We are the podcast logo with the headset on it. And I do want to do a shout-out, Eric. You don't know I'm going to do this. But there's this new podcast that I've been listening to here. And I just want to give them love because Movie Guys Podcast gave them love on their iTunes feeds. But if you are a fan of The Simpsons, check out the show called Pod Pals, where they review every single episode of The Simpsons. So I think that's kind of fun to listen to episodes of The Simpsons, see whether people take who live in Ireland. 
All right. <laughs> so that's my little plug for them. Uh, I just wanted to say that's pretty cool because we're Simpsons fans. So thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. So I have a short story. Uh, this This irritated me. And I wanted to tell you this because you love tech and I love tech. I think you love tech more than me. I don't know. But um, just spill the beans. I'm an Apple geek boy. Mm-hmm. You know this. That's one of my flaws about me that you don't like. I do know that, yes. Um, so I have an Apple card because I'm that much of a – We'll hold you to it. But, you know, they, you know, teach their own. I have an Apple card. You know, I think I'm fancy, right? So there's two ways of paying with your Apple card. You can have the physical card, you know, and swipe it. And you get – one percent cash back on any purchases or you can have the um the card on your phone with your apple wallet you can just tap the phone on the reader and you get two percent for every cash back you get me so far yeah so i had a pipe issue um in my uh, bathroom sink uh, it, it cracked it's old i needed to get more pvc piping so uh, I went to my local hardware store on Sunday, got some PVC piping, and then I wanted to get some Drano. So I went to the dollar store. I went to Family Dollar, calling them out for a reason. Okay. So I left my phone at home, but I had my wallet with me, right? So I get some Drano, some chemicals, and I go up front and I place it on the counter, and the woman said, I don't know, 12 bucks. I said, okay. So I pull out my Apple card, which it doesn't leave my wallet because I use everything on my phone. And I put it in the machine, and it says decline. I looked at her, and you get that moment of, huh, I know I have money, but <sighs> breathing on the breathing on the chip, wiping it on your chest. Put it back in the reader. Declined. And then you're like, okay, now you're starting to sweat because you know you have money, but what's going on? Uh-huh. Did you get hacked in between, you know? So she looks at Possibly. me. There's a person behind me, right? And uh, and uh, she's like, well, this happened to another guy. Do it one more time, and after that, you can swipe. You don't have to put in the chip. I'm like, okay. So yeah. I put in the chip, declined. I went, what? So she goes, okay, now swipe it. Okay, swipe, decline. So four declines. I'm sweating. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I know I have money on the card, but – here, let's just use my bank card, my debit card. It's 12 bucks, whatever, swipe. Done, left. Come home. Now, our Apple card is shared between Gina and I. So she gets notifications every time she buys something and vice versa. So I pull in the driveway. She comes out. She goes, there was four $12 transactions declined with Apple card. What's going on? Right. So I, I call Goldman Sachs Apple card. And I'm like, hey, this very nice young lady on a Sunday. I was like, hey, this is my story. Repeat. And she said, without even skipping a beat, and I swear to my daughter she said this, a Goldman Sachs employee said, yeah, Apple Card and uh, Family Dollar have a beef. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, what? Like, what? Have a good day then. Thanks. I was like, what does that mean? And she goes, yeah, I don't know what the beef is, she keeps on saying. But uh, their machines at Family Dollar will not accept the card. They will accept the phone tap, but they will not accept the card. And I was like, do you know how embarrassed I was? And she was like, oh, I get that. And I was like, but 
I said, ma'am, I'm not trying to be confrontational, but I don't really give a crap if Apple and Family Dollar and a yeah, no shit. Like I'm, take, I'm paying for your service. Yeah, and she's just like, I don't know, I don't know. This call is being monitored, recorded for monitoring purposes. Yeah, I figured you would get a kick out of that. Like, wow. Just, Apple and Family out of out of all the stores for Apple to have a beef with Family Dollar. I I did know for a fact that like when Apple Wallet or when Apple Pay was still was becoming a thing, it had to be advertised because it was not accepted at all places. But then again, like certain other cards aren't either, you know, like a Novus. Like Amex. Yeah, Amex is is not can accept it everywhere, you know. So um Visa, baby, it's everywhere you want. Master, whatever one is wherever you want to be, right? Is that a Visa? Visa, any everywhere you want to be. That's Mastercard. But yeah, that's my little story. Something like that. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about this movie, bud? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs>